Hi, my name is Julie Burroughs. Welcome to our Industry Experts Visionary Session. And today we're so excited to have with us Cindy Howlson from ThoughtSpot. Cindy is the Chief Data Strategy Officer at ThoughtSpot and probably known by many of you out on social channels and events and even our past at TDWI. Welcome, Cindy. Thank you, Julie. And I'm also honored to have Paul Katza, who is a GDM advisor, Great Data Minds advisor. And the reason why I've got these two marvelous people together is they have a big old long history. And so we're gonna let them talk about some of the things they've done in the past, but mostly talk to Cindy about some of the trends, what's going on out there with data and hear from her about ThoughtSpot. I'm gonna hand it to you guys, Paul, you Terrific. got the questions. Well, Cindy, you got the answers. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Julie. Paul. <laughs> well, Cindy, it's, I'm so glad you're able to join us today. And, and it's always a pleasure to talk to you, to see you. I wish we could be together in person, but we've known each other for a long time. Um, and I just uh, wanted to ask you a few questions and get the audience to know you a little bit better. So first of all, if you could just tell them a little bit about yourself and what you're doing for ThoughtSpot. Sure. So can I dive first into how long we've known each other, Paul, sure. or is this going to age us? <laughs> well, I'm already aged. I have no hair and it's all gray, so go ahead. <laughs> okay. So, Paul. Oh, my. Oh, no. <laughs> there. Yeah. Okay. 2003. Was the first time I, I taught for TDWI with Wayne Eckerson. And then you might see, now you see how the brand changed over the years. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but you might remember this. Yep. December 2014, because that's when I sat next to you and said, I'm shutting down BI scorecard and I'm joining Gartner. And I think we both got a little, or I had, got teary eyed because I had taught for you for so long. You had to give me a Kleenex. Because I was crying. <laughs> no, but you were excited. You know, change I was be good. <laughs> I was. So, um, yeah. So now, last year, April 2019, was another big change when I joined ThoughtSpot, and I joined them. First off, you know, my dad used to say, "Cindy, there are three types of people: people who watch things happen." people who make things happen and people who say, what the hell happened? <laughs> <laughs> and I had been watching, I, I started out in my career making things happen, really at Dow Chemical, deploying BI, working on hard problems. I did that also at BI Scorecard, helping clients implement, select, um, and follow best practices. And at Gartner, I was doing more of the watching. So I wanted to get back to making things happen, but also from a, a product side. So driving our product strategy, but at ThoughtSpot, I work with our customers, our top customers on unlocking the value of data to drive business performance or to make the world a better place for those clients in, in that sector. And sometimes it's related to technology, but a lot of times it's also the culture, the people, the politics. Uh, terrific. And, and going along those lines, I mean, you bring the TWI, brings back a lot of memories, but um, you know, you answered a little bit of this, but you really had a great run owning your own company with, with BI Scorecard. And I think that was probably the most valuable thing for anybody trying to understand the BI marketplace and tools and different pieces 
from a truly objective standpoint. And that was, that's one of the reasons I was so sad when you, when you, when you shut that down to go to Gartner. And I understand why, because the explosion in that marketplace became, made it almost impossible to keep that running. But then you had a really, really great run at Gartner as well. And I was very intrigued when I saw your move to the vendor world. I mean, it's like, yeah, yeah. Hmm, <laughs> Some people this said the dark so, side. <laughs> um, people said the dark side. And Gartner, I, I miss my colleagues at Gartner. I I love my colleagues at Gartner. It's it's a great team. Um, you know, just a very customer centric analyst firm, but so many talented people, Rita Salam, Kurt Lagel, James Richardson, just some of the brightest minds in the space. And um, e even beyond, I look in the CIO group, uh, Val Shribar and Deb Logan, just brilliant people and the hugest stage possible. But look where we are, Paul, Julie, you and I, we've all been in this space for more than 20 years, 25, 30 years. And our vision is still, how do we get data in the hands of the person who really has the question, who yeah. knows the business, who knows the problem they're trying to solve. And, and so search as a technology is something I was writing about, studying, looking for a solution since 2006, when Google first came out with OneBox. Um, ThoughtSpot was the first tech company to actually solve that problem and have lasting value. There were a lot of start and stop attempts. Business Objects, SAP Explorer had a solution. Information Builders Magnify had a solution. But ThoughtSpot did it and did it at scale. And um, the customers, they have the best customers had, I should now say we, Brands like Walmart, uh, like Verizon, um, in Europe, like British Telecom, in Australia, like National Australian Bank. So, so trusted brands using data and insights at scale. And so for me, it was if I can combine the best of both worlds, technology plus that business perspective and customer centricity, it's a win-win. They also do let me work on some of the other passions I have. Yeah, and 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 we'll get to those in in, in a little bit. But but I, you know, and I think I have the obligatory animal howling, so it's on every call. So I win <laughs> okay. this call. Dog barking. <laughs> I hear my husband's going to take me outside. <laughs> oh, it's my cat, so I'm going to go on mute until she's done. I I do believe uh, that ThoughtSpot bringing you on board brought a different level of attention from the industry just because of your stature in the industry and what you've bought and what you've meant. So everybody, everybody's heads turned and, and I, you wouldn't believe the, the, the phone calls and the emails. Like, Can you believe what Cindy did? Where did Cindy go? Why did Cindy, what, what? I, so so it, was, it was very interesting. And, and that kind of leads me to the, my next question because I, I got to learn a lot more about ThoughtSpot since you've been there because I was intrigued as to what, 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 what does she see that, I haven't taken the time to look at, mm -hmm. but you know, ThoughtSpot really is changing the mindset of analytics and the use of visualization. Can you talk a little bit about how this is, how, how ThoughtSpot is driving this change in the analytics space? Yeah, so the first thing is, is to empower the non-analyst, the business user. So products and, and vendors like Tableau, and let's go back even earlier, 
spot fire and click those were the first two mm -hmm. tech companies mm -hmm. to really bring visual based data discovery to the analysts and they're huge great yeah. products state of the art at a point in time but they were also initially created as desktop solutions working on small data sets over the years all of them have um, changed their models to become more server-based um, and, and what have you but to me the real power is still it's not about the visualization it's about the insight that this data can deliver so if you have a question that you want to ask, I don't want to play whisper down the line and ask an analyst and then the analyst has to go back to the data engineer. And now it's weeks or months before I even get a dashboard that may or may not still be relevant. I want to be able to ask the questions myself and get that rapid fire insight. Now, the output may be a number or the output may be a chart, but I want the platform, the AI system, to render that data in, in the best way possible. Sometimes that's bar chart, sometimes that's a map, sometimes that's a trend line. Does that answer your question? Yeah, and I think, I think uh, if you can expand just a little bit, what differentiates the way ThoughtSpot does that in terms of stream of conscious thinking versus other tools. Yeah, so the way ThoughtSpot does it, it uses a Google-like search interface so that the everyday decision maker, including frontline workers, can ask their own questions. So it's as easy as Google. The design brings some of the best of what we have from the consumer world. So picture iPhones or Spotify you create your own playlist in Spotify. This is the same way that a user or a business person creates their own dashboard. They ask a question and they pin it. We call them pin boards. So it's, it's, it's ease of use on steroids with a consumer-like feel. The other aspect that is different is that it's scalability, but again, Google-like scalability. In fact, one of the co-founders worked on the Google Borg project, which today we'd be talking about Kubernetes having, um, you know, a, a distributed node cluster. And so when we talk about data scalability, it's not just how much data is in our data warehouse. I want to find that proverbial needle in the haystack. So I may start out with a question who are my top customers in the Northeast or right now in the tough economic environment? I, may, I might say in financial services, where have I had late payments? And tell me that by region or you know, by, um, by, by zip code. But then I very quickly, if I'm a good financial services firm, I'm gonna personalize it and I'm gonna do micro segmentation. And I wanna find not the average, I wanna find the individual person, my lifelong customer, and I'm actually gonna call them and say, you know, I see you have a late payment. Are you doing okay? Have you been, you know, have you been laid off? All right, let's figure out a payment plan. And that, so, so to me, speed is one thing, Huge data volumes is other th other thing, but it's getting to that granular level of data that 
that really businesses just need now and it was never possible before. Yeah, that's that's always been a significant challenge. And I think that what you guys are doing is is really cool along those lines. So the next thing I want to ask you is a very cliche question that gets asked every every year, right? And you've had you've had to put that through on your Gartner side, on your uh, uh, on your BI side, on, you know. And when I started with this little company called Metaphor, which nobody on this place I probably ever heard of, so what are you going to be doing in three to five years? Well, so I'm going to be looking for another job because this industry would be dead by then. And that oh. was in, <laughs> right? So so given that, what 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 do you see? What do you see in your little crystal ball in the next three to five years in this industry? Yeah, so I do think, you know, Gartner had called this industry, this next wave of disruption, augmented analytics, and they predicted that it would reach mainstream buying in, in two to five years. Now, um, ThoughtSpot, we call it search and AI-driven insights. And I say it's already mainstream buying in the best of class, most innovative companies. And as our fa- one of our co-founders likes to say, we're only ever 2% done. So we may be ahead on the search and the scalability and the consumer grade ease of use, but we wanna make it even easier. So if you think about how Google search has changed over the years, And even now, if you compare a Google search to say, Ask Jeeves or Bing, (laughs) take a look at the difference. So um, we will continue to innovate in that area. Some other areas that I find very interesting that I hope will also become mainstream that we're working on that I'm very excited about is uh, voice-based analytics or speech to text. And this also brings in a lot of the AI. So hearing things like um, we talk about empathy during a crisis, is somebody under distress? And how do you treat your customers like humans? So I think voice is important both as a data set, but also as a way of querying the data. So conversational analytics, I think is another area Hybrid cloud, we already do, but I think really getting to full federation, um, you know, anywhere cloud is still really a vision. Um, Making it perform well, I think is a key theme And, and better AI insights with no bias. So the AI finding the proverbial needle in the haystack with a degree of transparency and without the bias that some of the AI systems have today. That's where I hope we'll be in three to five years. We'll see. Maybe it'll only be two. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, those are, it, it, I think we are in an extremely exciting time right now because things, things are just changing so rapidly. We thought they couldn't change faster and they keep changing faster. And I think that the, the, the whole uh, situation we're now in now with COVID and all the different pieces is actually accelerating some of those pieces even faster. I mean, it, we're, it we're learning how to work more real, more, more, or learn how to do these types of things um, all the time, not just as, not just as, as a one-off. So I yeah. think that that whole thing is starting to accelerate where we're going. Yeah. I mean, even it's tragic, but COVID 
and the economic crisis is a forcing function mm -hmm. for people to disrupt themselves, for organizations that wanted to move to cloud, that wanted to move to search and AI-driven insights. They've actually accelerated those investments because they know that if they don't, it, the recovery will take longer or they may not be here later. And even to give an example, like who would have thought in England, they've been trying to do telehealth for a while. Now it's 97% telehealth. And that's within zero to three months. Who would have ever thought this was yeah. possible? Forces their hand. Yeah, yeah. And I love one of our uh, partners, Snowflake. They have this fantastic COVID national database. It's really a consortium of tech companies and industry experts. But the level of data sharing that we're seeing, again, it just, a year ago, you would have never thought anyone would do this. Yeah, and don't, I mean, extreme changes where they're gonna come more frequently. I mean, look at the two black swans that um, were served up to the oil and gas industry, COVID and then, you know, the, the reduction in cost or no cost for oils or gas. And, yeah. you know, now what's going on with the Black Lives Matter. And it's just, you know, we're gonna see more and more extreme changes happening all the time. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. Um, I think, you know, being <laughs> being one of the older ones in, in our company, but also in the industry, I, for me, I think back to 9-11. Um, and, and that was, for me, probably the, the last most disruptive yep. time um, in, in our country, in the world, really. And I was actually in the midst of writing my very first book, Business Objects, The Complete Reference. <laughs> um, and so it was, it was a hard time, but I look at how the airlines that survived that time, um, so it, then it was Continental Airlines, but the airlines that were using data better, Continental Southwest, they actually came through 9-11 more effectively whereas a lot of the others went bankrupt, um, had to merge. And so, and, and you look at the data sharing that came out of some of the federal agencies after 9-11, I think COVID and the economy um, and in healthcare, it is forcing people to think about how to do business, where to do business, making supply chains more efficient. Um, so, I don't know, am I an opti optimist or realist or uh, we have to get through it. We're, yep. we're in the throes yeah. of it and it's awful. And I'd love to go to sleep for a year and come back and see what happens afterwards, but we can't. Well, and I think that that's a nice segue. I think we've talked enough about technology for a little bit. I wanna get into a completely different topic. I wanna talk about a little bit of your passions because I, I know that you've always been passionate about getting women involved in STEM and especially about getting young women involved in tech. And yeah. now you're expanding that with, your, with the article you just put out uh, that was black and white, the shades of gray to inclusion, which I thought was absolutely wonderfully written with, with a really good tone. Uh, and in that you talk about your one small big thing that you wanna try to do and you're, you're uh, using data as kind of a boot camp where football meets Cupid. Um, can you talk a little bit about that passion and what ThoughtSpot is doing to help you through this? 
Yes. So the, the passion, I mean, I have, you know, you, if you meet me on the street, you just think, oh, Cindy's so lucky. She lives such a charmed life and life has been easy. Um, but life has not been easy for me. I mean, I, I had a very traumatic upbringing and worked sometimes two, three jobs to put myself through college. And I see how education has saved my life and given me this life over and over again. And, you know, a lot of African Americans and Latinos, they don't have these opportunities. They don't have the role models. They don't have the money. It, they're barely making ends meet. And they do face a lot of unconscious biases. And I, growing up, I didn't, um, I grew up mainly in, in the white suburbs in New Jersey, but we moved to Maryland in high school. And this was my first experience with racism because the, uh, the rural town, there were some neighborhoods that were white, but then the next street over would be poor African-American. And on the first um, day of school there, uh, a white person says to me, oh yeah, we burnt a cross in front of that guy's house. We had to learn him a lesson. And I thought this was something out of the books and movies. And the bus went past this, the remains of this cross. So it was, um, that, that was kind of my first exposure to this. And over the years, there's a lot of um, black people in, in my life, friends, in my son's lives. And I, I see the differences they have. And I see how education is the way out of this and yet they don't have the opportunities. And so then Paul, this is partly all your fault because then I start thinking, <laughs> you know, wh what can I possibly do um, to make a difference? And I think about the talent gap we have in data and analytics. There are so many job openings, even in this very difficult um, economy, the recession, there, there are still demand for data and analytics professionals. They're shif shifting the industries, but there is demand for their talent. And so teaching for TDWI for as long as I did, 12, 13, 14 years, doing workshops at Gartner, I thought this is what I should be doing. It should be teaching young people at the high school age, what is data and analytics? And then ThoughtSpot has partnered with a group that I absolutely love, Girls Plus Data, founded by somebody actually from Wisconsin. You'll be pleased to know. Wisconsin or, or no, yeah, Wisconsin, um, uh, Kira. And, and she brings her teaching abilities with math and she makes it fun. Uh, with all due respect to TDWI, the workshop that I did with Girls Plus Data last year, I said I felt like that was my most important workshop of my career. And I think if I take some of the elements they have and I teach these high school, I don't care if it's black, women, Latinos, but go into some of the poor neighborhoods, ideally in New Jersey, um, and take fun data sets around football or I think our Cupid data set is also really fun. It's amazing the difference you would find. Are you a Gryffindor fan or a Slytherin or are you into cats or are you into dogs? But this is my idea, this is my hope. I've already talked to some people that will help me with this. 
I have a plan in my mind. I want to start this summer. I know um, who will help me get started. And I will report back to the community quarterly. I'd rather softly, quietly go try. And if it fails, nobody will even know that we tried. But I, I also think um, I need some help. So I want to make sure people know we are at least trying. Sign us up. Right, data mine, sign us up. You know, we've got a lot of great <laughs> people that would okay. love to be I got your number. Okay. <laughs> I got your number. And, I told, and I told you as well that I would I would I would help you in any way I can through it because I think it's it's really, really good yep. and it's really, really important. Love it. I I hope it works. And my hope, here's what I would ask though. So this this will be a part-time job. Like so I, I will give Saturdays and evenings because I have a full-time job at ThoughtSpot. Um but my hope is that some of these high schoolers who they don't get to college, maybe at best they get to community college. But what I would love to see is that any of the firms in the area that are using data and analytics, they give them a shot, give them a part-time job coming out of high school, because this is where the bias starts, is that we say, oh, you gotta have a college degree before you get a professional job. And that is where the inequality starts. So I think we have to help bring education and money at an earlier age and let them figure out when they can go to college. But, you know, ha have business help fund that by giving them a job. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I Love think it. that's, I, I, I think that's absolutely me. right. And you get, you know, so many people that unless you have a college degree, you don't even look at your resume. I think we've got right. a church changing some of that culture as well. Or even which school you go to, Right. which school you go to. So ThoughtSpot has been working on a partnership with two historically black colleges in South Carolina, South Carolina State University and Claflin. It's slow going and it, it takes re-educating everyone to say, you know what, you don't have to have gone to Stanford or you know Santa Clara or the best schools MIT for engineering um, in, in New Jersey Stevens phenomenal school very expensive so how do we how do we enable um, and even you know let's take me I went to University of Maryland great school I'll just say thank goodness I was at Maryland um, because I could not have afforded anything else that was not my first choice school but that was really what i could afford at that time well, and and you know unfortunately we could, we could talk about this stuff all day but we're getting we're getting up on our time and this is and and it's kind of an awkward segue back but uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna ask uh, uh the listeners out there that are interested in getting some more experience with thoughtspot and and learning more about thoughtspot what would you recommend for them yeah, so go to the ThoughtSpot website on the community page and try these two fun apps, um, either football or the Cupid one are my favorites. The e-learning modules are free. They are always free. Um, come to one of our commu community events. They are virtual. Um, when we're allowed to travel again, they'll be in a town near you. And then from a strategic perspective, if you want to hear from literally some of the brightest, most passionate minds around the world, the Data Chief podcast, and some of the guests have just blown me away with the impact they're having in their industries, but even going back 
to school, um, we already released Gustavo, VP of People Analytics at Schneider Electric. Listen to his story about why Sam's Clubs have gas stations now, and he was just a lowly grad student proposing this. It's very cool. Oh, interesting. Very cool. Okay. Yeah. And I know, uh, Julia, Great Data Minds is a partner of ThoughtSpot as yep. well. You've got some some uh, resources on, on your site as yep. well. That uh, Proud to be a partner. Excited. Thank you for the partnership. Really yeah. yeah, we're really excited. Actually, the next call is with one of your people. So I just texted him and said, I'm interviewing Cindy. I think I can get out of being there on time. Sorry. Yeah. So. And and you you mentioned something a little bit earlier, Cindy, about how you're one of the older older people in your company or industry. But uh, uh, to me, you're still a kid because uh, I've got you by a few years. So I'm right there with you guys. So, Cindy, it has been such an honor to have you, and we appreciate your time so much. This will be posted on our website, and you too, Paul. It's an honor to have you too. This will be posted on our website and also um, we'll flip it over to a podcast, Great Data Minds podcast. And we're also going to feature you out on Great Data Minds Women, which is our small community of um, women in data that we support. It's growing, but um, anyway, it's fairly new. So we're going to put it out there too. And um, go ahead, show them your mask that you got. In preparation preparation for a question. Can you edit? No, I got no, it. No, we're not pausing it. We're going to see how we roll. In, pre- in preparation for our in-person. I don't have any Green Bay on mine. Oh, my God. You both have Green Bay Packers. <laughs> now I have my cheese head. So. <laughs> so thank Thanks you so again, good. you guys. Uh, thank you so a, much. Always have a, a pleasure. Day, everyone. Always a pleasure talking to you. <laughs> Likewise.